2: Date now on Bumble.
3: Mm -hmm. Ah.
4: And And we're on. We are live in three, two,
2: one. And one.
4: And And one. Or the person behind the camera that would sometimes go three, two. That's, I mean, two moments of silence after that because they can't chance it. That's a pro
2: right there. That's a pro. That's we a learned pro. that in my high school media tech class that the last few counts are indeed silent. Silence.
4: Silent. Get yes. yourself together. Figure it out. Honestly, yeah. sometimes though, I find that sometimes I will promise you I never got a cue. Like they'll be, we'll be coming back from commercial break. Oh, of course. I'll be yes. caught off guard. And they'll be like, No, we definitely gave you a cue. And I'm like, ah, oh, I just completely tune it out now, don't I? I hear it so often. I just am like, I'm in the middle of a conversation. In this commercial break, (laughs) I will tell you, there are times that cues, in fact, did not happen. Oh, that's true. There are sometimes, and those are the times I feel really self righteous. And I'm like, I could have got a cue here. How
2: dare you? I am here doing a perfect job, nine to five, or whatever godforsaken hour I'm here for. I'm like,
4: I'm just trying to tune blast right now. Okay. This is my own time on these commercial breaks. Let me live. Okay.
2: A a tune blast update on my end. I have to, I have a confession. Okay. I haven't, I haven't blasted tunes in a while because I downloaded a new game. I know, what? I, know I know, and I, I'm, I'm, like, I've been ashamed of it. And so what are you playing? That, oh, really, actually, The last
4: thing open on my phone is Tim West.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I understand. I just need to, I need to re-dedicate myself to it tonight before I go to bed. I've been playing something called block puzzle, um, which is okay, basically, It looks like Tetris, but it's not Tetris. And that's all I have to say about that. It said it was good Mm. for your brain. And that's how they got me. Because I I feel like I've been having brain decline.
5: Okay, hey, let's delve into that more. Um, do we need to call someone, Claire? Okay. I don't know. Well,
2: no, no, no. I It's fine because I'm playing block puzzle and I'm doing Duolingo. And between those two things, I've decided that my brain will be strong again. Oh, yeah, you're Next your time someone
4: asks brain. me or Jacqueline, like, where did Claire move? How's she doing? I'm gonna say, oh, she had to move to Texas because of her brain decline. <laughs> you she had honestly, to move somewhere old.
5: special. Don't worry.
4: wouldn't be, be totally
2: untrue. Would not be <laughs> totally untrue. <laughs>
4: I do go through times that I'm like, do I challenge my brain anymore? You know, cause they say as you get older, the more important it is, you know, and seniors should play certain games or do activities that challenge your brain. And I'm like, forget seniors right now. I'm like, do I do anything that I have to really think hard to do?
2: Like, no, not really. Well, my, my mother, I, she's, I would say she's, my parents are both 71 mm-hmm. and I would say my mom is about as sharp as attack, you know? Maybe yeah. Sharp is a used tack. Mm. And, but part of it is because she does crosswords. She does, she does word games constantly. Yeah. And so I know that helps. And, uh, am I playing any word games? Not currently, but
4: I'm getting there. I'm starting well, to, to ever improve your brain decline, Claire.
2: You're a horrible patient. Unbelievable. Well, I'm doing Duolingo. I'm trying to learn Spanish. Well, yeah. And That's I'm, good. Yeah. And I'm trying to speak it at work here and there. Cause I work with lots of people who are bilingual and I'm so jealous. Like how cool is it just to be like able to float in and out of two different languages?
4: Oh I mean, it's God. crazy. I don't know how people do it. I think it's fantastic, but I'm, I truly don't know that my brain can do it. Well, one of
5: my, um, one of my good friends, um, Lizzie well, she, so she is one of my best friends, best friend, you know, but then oh, yeah. I automatically we have become good friends with her and she grew up in Puerto Rico. So she, you know, obviously speaks two languages and she's like, yeah, in my head, like I go in and out of both of them. That's so what like, I always you're like wonder. When you're thinking yourself. It's like, yes. like, yeah, she's like, I go in and out. And she's like, sometimes I'll dream in English. Like sometimes I'll dream in Spanish.
2: Okay. Well, I and asked that question of my coworkers the other day, because I mean, they, it's truly, and it's fascinating. Like the, I, yeah, I, said, do, do you, I said, when you guys dream, do you dream in English or Spanish? And the two girls I'm closest with literally like blankly stared at me and just started laughing. They're like, that's Claire. Like, I don't know. They're like, what do you dream in? Like, we don't think about it. And I was like, oh. Uh, I was like, oh. I thought it was an interesting question. Now like, you're excuse just me for trying you're to bring to a think spicy about it. icebreaker to the combo. <laughs> well, but when I, but they raised an interesting point because I was sitting and trying to think of my dreams, and I'm like, am I speaking English in my dreams? Am I speaking any type of language in my dreams? I don't know what's going on.
4: Now that I think about it, most <laughs> of my dreams is just a lot of action. There's right. not like a lot I don't
2: know about yeah. like later.
4: I don't remember people saying things. I just remember things happening.
2: I I saw a, I think it was a meme the other day. I don't think it was a TikTok. And it was talking about like, I'm going to bu- butcher it, but it was like, I can't believe we're all just going through life acting like dreaming is no big deal where we literally just pass out for eight plus hours a night, Mm -hmm. go into full-blown psychosis, hallucinate, immediately wake up, forget it all, and just continue on about our day.
4: (laughs) It is very psychotic, super psychotic when you really think about it. And we all just act like it's so normal. I'm like, did you hear my dream last night when I rode down that escalator on a giant chocolate chip cookie? Anyway, uh, let's get to the meeting.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and I have real feelings.
5: Truly, like every time, like sometimes- when I wake up and I after I've had like a psychotic dream, that immediately when I wake up, I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, oh. I don't know if I
4: believe in all this stuff that how your dreams have meaning or your meaning. I don't know. For me, it's always absolutely psychotic. And I will say the giant cookie on an escalator was one of my dreams. And it's one that I remembered. And I told my sister about it the next day. And she brings it up periodically to me. She'll be like, All right, crazy. Remember that chocolate chip cookie? And I'm like,
2: You're like, I yes. would rather not. I'm, I'm like, like oh. i wrote it like a bodyboard down the escalator sue me it was cool i caught a pancake whale one time from a creek with a snoopy fishing pole and i i retold that whole yes. dream to my friend katherine when we were little and i think we i'm pretty sure she still remembers it because we haven't talked about it in a while but it's been brought up many times over the years <laughs> That's <laughs> so.
4: i mean but true. The weirdest part about it is that we can have such a vivid thing. And while it's happening and right when you wake up, what makes our brain be like, nah, don't need that anymore. And you no. can't remember it at all. It's just
2: poof, It's just like, just out of re out of grasp. You're like, yeah, re- you're like it's it.
5: right here. It's like yeah. right yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I've it. had,
5: I've had some crazy like really crazy dreams over the past, like week, give or take. And I'm sitting here right now, like trying to think what they were. And I can't remember, but all I know is every morning in the past, like week or so I've woken up. I'm like, what was that? What was that? The
4: other thing, and it is, it is helpful if you ever do remember it, say it to another person, because then it's locked in. Then if you just think of it yourself, you're like, you can convince yourself later that didn't happen. But If you've told another person, no, here's what my brain put out while I was snoozing. Okay.
2: I come up the other with iconic it.
4: thing I said during that same dream that my sister will now say is I told I had a dream and she was in it, and just real serious I said to her I was like well, I was looking for you in a women's restroom and I couldn't find you and the only people I recognized in that bathroom were you and Rachel Lee Cook, oh. so and she was like what and I was yeah, like really with all that of course she was there <laughs> Rachel Lee amazing. Okay. Something one of y'all said a minute ago reminded me of a viral story and I just looked it up and it says it's from 2019. But do you guys remember when that came out where it said there's a group of people who don't hear their own voice in their head when they think to themselves or have an inner monologue? Do you remember when that came out? How like when you talk to yourself, you can hear, like if you just sit here to yourself and you're like thinking or talking to yourself, you hear your own voice. Okay. I don't hear my own voice. You don't, when I do, when I think to myself, it's like, I can hear my own voice inside my head.
2: Yeah. Like, talk to I mean, yourself. I, I hear words, but it's not my voice. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it's, it's more word. like,
4: I guess they, maybe it's not even their own voice. They just don't hear words.
2: Okay. I was like, I don't, it's definitely not my, I don't know what it is, but I don't. You're like, it is,
4: is some Spanish speaking man. I
5: don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> well, and
5: it's a lot, a lot uh, faster than any of us had anticipated. Yeah. Claire's like
4: my inner monologue is Horatio Sands from SNL. What about you? <laughs> I,
2: I, I would have been announcing that long ago, long
4: Well, ago. I just looked it up and it's from some article from Dazed, some website. And yeah. it said, um, well, I'm just thinking, so why is it a surprise for us to hear that some people don't hear words in their heads? Um, I'll have to scan it. But anyway, I just remember it came out and it's just saying that this was a phenomenon. Most people who, who can hear a voice in their head don't realize that other people can't. And I remember when it came out, people online were talking a lot about the people that said they don't hear voices. were shocked that we hear a voice in our head. And I'm You're just like, I'd like, be hearing voices. Oh, I'd be <laughs> <She's>
2: <laughs> and talking and she's talking. <laughs> like, chatty, pull, pull. chatty pull. Kathy, chatty, <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> we got some voices. Speaking of chatty, Kathy's, you are listening to the a block with Haley Harmon jocelyn nye and me claire crouch and it's brought to you by our title sponsors at relic bridal they are the premier wedding dress shop in lexington located at the summit at fritz farm They've got a vast selection of the latest designs and classic silhouettes, and we love the team over there so very much. If you were listening from the very first day of the A Block long, long, long ago, you may remember that we recorded our very first episode in the store. So if you or someone you know is in the market for a wedding gown, please give our friends Relics Bridal a call to book your appointment. You can visit their website, relixbridal.com or visit their Instagram page at RelicsBridal for more information.
4: Fantabulous. As you were reading that, I just saw and I just we just got to give a big shout out to our girl, big fan of the podcast, uh Rihanna of Barbados. Oh, um yes, according yes, to her Today Show, show.com, Rihanna has surpassed Kim Kardashian as America's youngest self-made woman billionaire.
2: I know. I love I her. just now
4: saw that. And now she has an estimated net worth of 1.4 billion, making her yeah. America's America's youngest self-made woman, a billionaire. She's the same age as me, 34. Mm-hmm. Just, a, yeah. I'm just a few bucks away from that, that same number. You know, when, totally. when you're at that level, it's all like the same. It's all the same. When, yeah. look, I mean, who among us? Yeah. Um,
2: right. 1.4. At any, at any moment, one of us could pull ahead. It's kind of like, you know, a neck and neck race at this point. But I yeah, want her to have her know. moment. Yeah.
4: We want her to have her moment, don't we? So we Rihanna, do.
2: congratulations. Enjoy.
4: Fenty Beauty. <laughs> I know it's a passion to you. Way to go.
2: Yeah.
4: Which have y'all, that. do y'all use any Fenty Beauty products? I've tried some when I've gotten free samples, but I don't use anything of hers religious. I do
2: love the, um. I, I have one, I think it's right here or actually it gets to my purse. I like the lip gloss, the fussy lip gloss. Um, okay. Yes. And it is really good. I love it. I just, but that's the only one I've That's the only thing I've ever bought. I've never, you know what? I did have one of her highlighters, but I did not like it. And it was a high, she has a really great highlighter, mm-hmm. but then there was this kind of crappy one and wouldn't you know what? I bought the crappy one. Oh, yeah. so good,
5: so good. What about you, Jack? Have you tried mm-hmm. any of her products? Any of the no? You want? Honestly, I've never tried them, and um, I do know some people who like use some of her products, but I don't. I don't know. I'm not really. And this might come as a shock, but I'm not really like a person to try makeup or like other beauty of celebrities. Like, I just like, don't Mm -hmm. really care. Like, I don't know. Like, I like, I'm like, Oh, cool. But I'm like, I'm just going to, when it's that kind of a prestige
2: price. Yeah. yeah, Fenty's like really good. Yeah, Yeah.
4: Yeah. I remember being shocked at such, I mean, immediately out of the gate. Cause anytime a celebrity attaches their name to any product, there's always that little worry of like, is it good? Or am I, or, is it just good because their name is on it? But I remember Fenty Beauty from the get-go got amazing reviews.
2: Yeah. Well, because like she, she had an amazing shade range that like really yeah. no other beauty line was doing. And now her influence has, I think, forced many other beauty lines to have a wider shade range. And then the lipsticks, I mean- Rihanna's is not like, she's not putting crap out there because then yeah, you've got yeah. her I know. I've gotta, lingerie I've that's that. amazing, you know, Yeah, savage or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Savage.
5: Yeah. And we're all billionaires. So like, it doesn't matter the price point, right? It's, it's not, not about
4: crazy. cost.
2: No. no, no, no,
4: that's good. Yeah. I'm, I think that's awesome. I just, it said in the article since that's uh blah, 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 since uh, her 2005 breakout hit Ponday replay. And I'm like, that oh, was, my Oh, that my was Man, we're
2: driving down Carrier Parkway in Grand Prairie, Texas. Yes, by the Westchester subdivision. I have oh, a, a very specific memory when I was in high yeah. school in the car in my old '99 Toyota Corolla and listening to this upstart named Rihanna. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. New and thinking, I think she's got something going on here. She's got. She's going to be a billionaire.
4: She's going to be a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> I just know it. Yeah. No, but Jacqueline, I kind of know, I know exactly what you're saying. I get it where you're just, it's different if like, depending on what a celebrity puts out, but I hear what you're saying. So for most celebrity, like makeup lines, you're not that jazzed about it. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Like I wasn't, I think, you know, initially I really wasn't. And then obviously I feel like since now it's become as Claire has said, said like a very prestigious makeup line. So yeah, but I don't know. i am just like, I'm kind of like stick to my stuff, especially when it comes to makeup. So like, I know, I, I too. Like, I like rarely think like, oh, I gotta try something new because I really don't buy, you know, foundation. It's like you know, even when I'm buying it, it's every what, however many months. It's not like something I'm, yeah, you know, buying once a month. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know, but I do. I do try it.
4: Well, and the thing over the pandemic for me was. And I know you guys were like this too. I found so many, when we were all trying to save money, when we didn't know if we'd have jobs or not, like I found so many good drugstore dupes for a lot of the products I was using exclusively from Sephora. And some of them like, hello, Wet n Wild Foundation. I just can't find, I can't justify replacing it with something that costs literally 10 times. No, there's like, I
2: think less and less. I can make an excuse for buying anything, like from like makeup from Sephora.
4: Yeah, like it has to be
2: a special product for me yeah. to be like, and I could get it for a tenth of the price. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I still want to try the L'Oreal like skin serum. I think is what it's called because I use. I still i I was using an Ilia skin serum, tinted skin tear, tinted oh, I remember. skin serum, and mm-hmm. I've liked it okay. And then I, I'm then I have a Nars that I'm finishing up. <laughs> I'm just like been just using the empties. And then I've got a, um, what's it called? The say skin tent slip tent that I, Oh, use. cool. And it's really, um, it's the lightest coverage of all of them, but I do like it. I just mm-hmm. have been trying to play with what, how little can I get away with in terms of makeup on my face and still look
3: mm-hmm.
2: like you like yours.
3: oh
4: oh hello we're recording somewhere <laughs> are we hello? back from the dead <laughs> I don't know I guess should we just um maybe we should should we text her and see if she wants us to just continue or or
2: should we wait yes a we're um well since we are recording I'm just going to talk us through this as we uh keep going okay oh, yeah. <laughs> all right
4: let's just yeah we'll rock and roll
2: we've lost Jacqueline um she bailed <laughs> she said she bailed enough
4: Midway through, she said, wait a minute. I don't like Fenty Fenty Beauty and I don't like either one of you. Goodbye. Goodbye. No, we're mid-recording and all of a sudden she freezes because we do this over Zoom. And then she disappeared and it said recording stopped. Uh, And then she texted us and just said the power went out where she is. So So we are figuring things out. Hopefully Um, Jacqueline will get power again and she can rejoin us. If not, we'll never speak to her again. Yeah, this is like
2: a live falling apart of our friendship. (sighs) <sighs> sorry you wow. guys don't hear this, this don't is tell like...
4: Jacqueline anything we've said about her okay
2: yeah please don't please don't
4: just don't um, the... are...
2: go ahead mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
4: Mm-hmm. how did he... yeah. I... I, saw... I oh so saw... well, ruining your
5: life
2: <laughs> <laughs> which <to> AT&T <laughs> <laughs> um... at and they just raised my bill oh did they yeah
4: rude Ooh, rude i I'm still on my parents Verizon plan. And recently my mom was like, are you thinking about get your own plan? And I'm like, but why when things are working so well and they have since I was 16? I mean, I pay for it. I pay them every month, but I'm yeah. still like,
2: why ruin a good thing? One day, my parents just deleted our pl- deleted, um, canceled our plan because they switched. They were when they were, at some point, cause they're over 65, they were able to get a really cheap phone plan through Costco. And oh. I know. And, um, so they just went and like canceled the plan and forgot to tell me. And there I was in <laughs> Lexington, Kentucky. And all of a sudden my phone's not working. And I was like, why isn't my phone working? And I had to like email my parents to try and figure out what's going on. And they were like, Oh, well we, uh, yeah, we uh we're we going can't, off can't, the yeah. grid, Claire. Yeah, See, yeah. <laughs> really. and my mom said, Well, we didn't realize it would affect yours. And I was like, Yeah, you canceled uh, well, it all. You're like, so, get
4: back to those crossword games because you're losing your mind, Susan. Yeah,
2: your brain is we're losing it.
4: You're losing uh, brain power.
2: But um, okay, I, um, my mom and I saw Elvis this past weekend.
4: Okay. Tell me about it because Lee, my co-host, he saw it and said it was absolutely amazing. He cried when the trailer came out oh, and was uh, telling all of us at work was like, y'all, this is, gonna I be so this I said, is amazing.
2: I might've teared up because I'm, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of really into Elvis. So I shockingly, I mean, not shockingly okay. I've of course know a lot of Elvis songs. How could you not? Um, yeah. and I've got several like gospel records from Elvis that are, Fantastic because, in my opinion, that's when he's at his best. Uh But it was really my move home from New York. My dad and I drove from New York to Texas and we stopped in Memphis and we went to Graceland. Uh And I, I mean, I was my mom was like, I think y'all should go to Graceland if you have time. And so we did. And I was just kind of like, oh, whatever. And then I was like indoctrinated by the end of it. I was like, Mm -hmm. Elvis was an amazing human being. Mm -hmm. He's so talented, such a good man, had a tragic life in terms of the way people kind of took advantage of him, but only wanted to do the best. And then when I moved to Kentucky and my mom and I drove from Texas to Kentucky, I made us go to Graceland again. And so I've been to Graceland twice and I would go once a year for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs)
4: but yeah I would like to be buried there
2: honestly if they would allow it um but I yeah I we loved the movie it was phenomenal and it was so much fun until it kind of wasn't it is a a very sad end just because what happens well you know um gosh he uh he died um one thing I didn't realize is he was I, I I never I always forget how young he was when he died I know was he even 40 I think he was forty-two. Golly, yeah. I don't think he was thirty-eight. I think he was uh-huh. forty-two. I, those are two numbers for whatever reason in my mind always get crisscrossed. Um, I <laughs> thirty-eight think and forty-two. It, it makes no sense, but it it's something I've noticed about myself. But I think he was forty-two. So that's just so young. It is and incredible. Yeah. So much, but Austin Butler was amazing. The movie mm-hmm. was a bit it's kind of trippy. It's Boz Lerman, So like, yes, you know who did like, like the great Gatsby and kind of lots of Moulin Rouge, like, you, you know, know, that shots. And yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. That's how Lee described it to all of us. He was like, it's very kind of artsy as well, but yeah. he was saying how great Austin Butler is that he was like, Austin
2: Butler is Elvis. Yeah. No, he really was. There were times where like, it didn't, he didn't just kind of look like Elvis. You, it was like, that's that's Elvis. And there is one point in the movie where they are actually showing Elvis. <laughs> so you're like, Oh it. my gosh, it's uncanny. <laughs> well, I was afraid sometimes my mom will not pick up when they like switch stuff like that in movies, just for any number of reasons. And I was like, I really hope she knows this is actual footage. <laughs> this is actual footage. Yeah, and I think I, did.
4: I'm a bad Tennessean because I was born in Memphis, yes. lived my entire young adult life in middle Tennessee. I've never been to Graceland except when I was, when I, I know, I know I went, I think I went when I was a baby. My mom says like when I was like a, but like a baby baby and they went on like a family trip. So physically I've been there, but I have not been in there in adulthood, been there in adulthood or been back to, I think I've driven through Memphis, like traveling to other places. But recently, even before the movie came out, anytime someone brings up Graceland, I think, how have I never been there in adulthood? And just hearing you talk about it, I'm like, I've got go, to go especially you with this to. movie and you know it's going to be so hard to get in there now right now after the movie comes out because it'll inspire so
2: many other people to go that haven't been yeah probably so yeah I I I love Elvis and it's so funny I have a good friend here um who we grew up together and now I live near her again we went to high school together and um Not too long ago, she went to Memphis completely apart from me. And like, I don't even know that we ever discussed it. And she's had the same experience where she went and she just like fell 100% in love with Elvis, the person he's, I mean, he is singular, you know, Mm -hmm. he is Elvis. I mean, just the name Elvis Presley, like he was destined to be. That's just, that's a
4: superstar's name.
2: Yes. Elvis Presley.
4: I will say I became. Because obviously, like you said, everyone's a fan of Elvis or even if you weren't or was before your time or whatever they always say, it's like his songs are so iconic, you know of him, you you grasp how big of a star he was. Mm -hmm. But I like had an extra excitement for it last year because for the show, we air in the Columbus Starkville Tupelo, Mississippi market, which is Mm -hmm. where Elvis was from Tupelo, Mississippi. So we, during that trip, went to his childhood home, which is still standing. You can tour it. It's a two-room home, not two-bedroom, two rooms. It had a front room and then a kitchen in the back, and that's it. They were dirt poor. So you can see that. Like, one of his family's cars is there, and then the museum is there.
2: The Sun Records Museum? Is that Sun Um Records?
4: Yeah. 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 This was like this. Yeah. This was in Tupelo and it was just like yeah. the Elvis Presley museum. And it's just about his young life. And even just being there, I was like, I can't imagine how great Graceland is where he spent most of his adult life, you know? And so yeah. it was kind of, I've been to where his childhood home is, which if you loved Graceland, you've got some time, if you ever can go to that childhood home, because it just was like, I cannot believe this is the home where little baby Elvis was.
2: Well, that's where he, yeah, those are his roots. And that's where he, was exposed to i mean so much of his gospel influence music. was um the gospel music and yeah. then just like black african-american culture and they, mm-hmm. they show that in the movie and it is a really it's just really neat to see those beginnings and watch how i mean obviously it's a fictionalized version of his life but it does seem like he was really well received by The like black musicians and African-American musicians at the time, like huge musicians like B.B. King and also how he kind of like paid homage to them through his career and the things that he learned from the revival tents and these like late night clubs that he would hang out in Memphis. So it was just really. A whole a part of—I mean, I, again, it's fictionalized, but I like to think it was really sim- like really mm-hmm. similar to what real life was like. I just—I loved it. Yeah, it was a great movie.
4: Oh, and, so yeah. good!
2: I want to yeah. see it. And now I'm like, you've made me feel. I'm
4: like, why? I've got to go to Graceland. That's it. Let's yeah. go. All right, unplug. Let's go. Oh, for it. We're going right now, and this will be Claire's visit for 2022. Because as you heard her say, she'll go every year.
2: I, I really, I really, really would.
4: So, Welcome but, to the A Block podcast. The A obviously stands for A Aaron Elvis Aaron Presley. That's right. Um thank you so much for being with us for this Elvis fan
2: podcast. Oh, I I would love to turn this into an Ice Cream and Elvis.
4: Oh my gosh, podcast. what a duo. Ice <laughs> Cream and Elvis. Oh, did I tell you you'll laugh. I was do you ever say something and then as soon as you say it you're like why did my brain betray me and let me say something so stupid and then someone else calls you on it and you're like even Man. I'm shocked at how dumb I was <laughs> We're driving. We were on a road trip for the show a few weeks ago and there was this old outdoor like drive-in movie theater, but I guess they still show movies. We were in, um, North Carolina. So we're driving down a highway and there's this drive-in movie theater on the side of the road. And it says now showing Elvis or soon to be showing Elvis the date it came out. Cause it was right before it came out. So that Elvis, and then underneath it, it said a butler. Thanks no it said a butler a. butler
5: t, t. hanks
4: <laughs> but what i read to the group and made fun of i go a butler thanks what does I that mean? Even mean that's crazy and they were all like austin butler tom hanks and i was like okay well, that's okay. well they need to work on their spacing don't you think <laughs> yeah okay everybody it's- shut I up sh- if no one had corrected me, I would have laughed to my dying day at that slip drive-in theater and been like, what were they trying
2: to say?
4: Ugh, that's like how
2: for, it wasn't until I was nearly done with college that I finally understood, I guess it's a riddle, what's black, white, and red all over yes. a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I always just took it for, I was like black, white, and red all over newspaper. Like that's the answer, but like, this makes no sense. There's no red ink on the newspaper. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, I was literally waiting for the subway one day to like go to class. And it hit me. I was like, red, R-E-A-D. <laughs> oh my gosh.
4: I'm oh so my. stupid. Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's those moments where you're like, "Sometimes I think I'm pretty smart most of the time. And then times where it's like, your brain is just like, not today. No. I'm tired. I'm checking out for the day.
3: Yeah. And for um, that, I
4: say a butler. Thanks. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I read it out loud too, all high and
2: mighty. Like, huh, whoever does their signs is stupid. Oh, I, I well, when you said it, it, and even after seeing the movie and knowing full well Tom Hanks, who is like one of the great loves of my life, is in the movie, I was like, a hey, butler. Okay. Austin Butler, but thanks. Are they thanks. thanking him for his Yeah. They're like, Austin Butler thank you for being so good. Okay. And of course I did the typical psychotic thing and I'm saying typical for me, but I'm saying <laughs> thing, hoping that everybody else does this too. So like, of course, as soon as the movie's over, I'm like, okay, so I am now in love with Austin Butler. So now I am marrying Austin Butler. And yes. so then I just like, Obsessively
4: Google him and try and yes. figure out his figure out everything life. about him where your lives could possibly intersect in real exactly. life. Exactly.
2: And I don't care if I'm older, younger, speak different languages, it doesn't matter if, if love is love. And I love found love. love in Elvis and A. Butler thanks <laughs> hey,
3: uh-huh.
4: <laughs> I love it. Now that's that was me with Miles Teller after Top Gun Maverick. I was like, well, miles and I are obviously going to be together um, how the Lord makes that happen for us is really up to him. It's really none of my business. It's none of my business. I'm just here for the journey. Exactly. Thank you so much exactly. to that a exactly. hey, butler. Thanks
2: Thanks. If you think that's not the name of this episode, you're out of your mind. I can't wait for Jacqueline to hear this part of this episode and be like
4: these two idiots (laughs) will be like, you're just mad. You're not with Austin Butler and Miles Teller's future wives. So that's
2: right. Oh, Jealousy I want to is show a you this. Get well it helps,
4: soon. Oh, it is a disease. <laughs> Black, white, and jealous all over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a disease. <laughs> get well soon. Oh, so, so good. <laughs> I wanted to show you this real quick. I meant to show it when we first started. I'm having a glass of Chardonnay. Ooh. I was gifted this, um, by a friend a few weeks ago. And it was a two set, you know, corksickle that makes the like kind of Yeti, like tumblers and cups and stuff. They also make like to-go wine glasses. They've come out with a glass line. So It's glass, but it's double walled. So I don't know if you can see. Yeah, it looks thicker. Yeah. Yes. So it's like the wine kind of stops right here because it's got a second wall around it. It's got those finger indentions like their to-go cups have. And if it's like white wine or a cold drink, it won't get condensation on your hand or the outside of the glass.
2: And I guess your hand won't warm it up.
4: That's exactly right. So anyway, I'm using it tonight for the first time. And it's hard to tell in this light. And since podcasts are a uh, medium, not for your eyes, none of you will see this. it's, um, iridescent. It's like, oh no, I was
2: going to ask if it was, it, it kind of looks like, yeah. it. So they
4: make regular, but this one is like a holographic. Um, anytime I see holographic, I just say shout out to my girl, Tati. I she know loves holographic 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 love and she, she loves it. She loves it. Packaging products. We don't care.
3: Mm-mm.
4: So
2: Tati, this pouring, this one out for you. We love you, Tati. She just posted a new video yesterday. She's officially moved into her new house here in the Dallas area. And thus it? the adventure begins. I will find her.
4: <laughs>
2: I'm going to go ahead and say, Austin and I will be married there. Yeah, at their estate. I did go to the Sephora the other day that she went to in her one video where she um, went to Sephora. Cause I've been to the Ulta. She goes to the Ulta. That's or that one video she posted. She yes. goes to the Ulta. That's right near me. But the other day I was like, kind of in a weird place and I needed to pop into Sephora. And uh, I was like, ooh, this is Tati Sephora. I wonder if she'll be here today. She Didn't just walked
4: around and said, "Tati, where are you? Come out, <laughs> come out, wherever you are." Like Anna Ferris in um, <laughs> *Just France*, Ashton, <laughs> where are you? Is am punked? Ashton, <laughs> she's God. That was such a good role. She and Ron Reynolds were so good in that film.
2: It's a classic. I, have, I need to watch that again because I haven't seen it in a while. And I saw it with a particular person where I'm just like, Whoa. Oh, uh, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you're like, you ruined that for me. Yeah. But I know the movie was good. So I just need to, to re it in a, a yes. new stage of my life.
4: Yes, you do that. was oh, so good. Oh, Ryan Reynolds, you, and then Amy smart. And then who, um, there's the, who I can't is think? the other person? There's the male actor, Chris. I can't think of his name. I can't, He's one of the Chris's. Chris um, Evans? No, Chris. He's not as popular. He was big in kind of that era of movies. Um, wish MLB. there was a way to find out. They don't publish those records anywhere. They, they don't. No.
2: That's- not, on, not on Al Gore's internet. They don't. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Let's Mm-mm. see who can come up with it first. Chris Klein. Chris Klein. Thank you.
4: Chris Klein, we love you. Big fan of the podcast as well. Do y'all remember... And y'all,
2: you know, all of y'all, yeah, Um, all of of us sitting (laughs) here listening. Hi, everybody. Ten miles. Um, (laughs) The a couple years ago, what movie was it? Where the (laughs) I'm like getting uncomfortable just thinking about it. I'm excited. They they it was Chris Klein's audition tape that got released.
4: Oh yeah, and
2: what movie was it for? Oh gosh. Oh no! I'm was gonna have to look Mama it up. Mia? Was it for? It was for something where he was like, I think really earnestly auditioning for something, and it was so uncomfortable.
4: Oh, Mama Mia! No, it is a Mama Mia audition. I thought so. Yeah. Yes. It says off-key Chris Klein audition for Mama Mia.
2: Oh God. Oh, but it kind of made me love him more, and yeah. he was a person I didn't really have any love for either way. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I give him points for this. (laughs) You know, he's, you know,
4: we all have a dream. We all have a role that we think we want. I love effort. I like a commitment, you know? Uh Mm Uh-huh. He said, so in 2021, he commented on it because that audition tape first went viral in 2010. He said, I thought to myself, wow, did I piss somebody off? Or maybe it was too good of an opportunity to pass up. So why did he end up auditioning for the movie? He said, I took a chance. I can't sing. I don't know why I was in there, but I took a chance. It's a musical. Let's see if I can give it a shot.
2: Well, oh, and He
4: goes on to say it was really a dreadful audition. So he's aware. Yeah, that's that's the saving grace. He knows it was bad. It'd be, it's those people that sing and think they're really good. Ooh. You that see them like, at
2: karaoke nights all across the nation. And they're like, being this is way too time. serious. Yeah, way too serious. And you're like, Oh no, no, no! Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. We're happy for you. You're definitely in need of something, and I hope you're getting it here and now.
3: Here
4: and now, and I hope we're filling you up, filling you up with the attention you need. Yes. Um. Okay. A star that, speaking of stars that we kind of forgot about, um, Hayden Panettiere is in the news this yeah. week. I was yeah. fell in love with her as a little child actress when she was in Remember the Titans. Oh, she was unlike. She was lightning in a bottle in, lightning Remember, in a bottle. Remember the Titans one of the most beautiful and talented children to have ever walked this planet. Yes. And then she went on, she was in heroes. She was in Nashville and then she kind of went off the map a little bit. She, she she came out at
2: times with different men she was with. And
4: yeah. And then she would admit it. She went through postpartum depression. uh, and was really open about that after she had her baby with her now ex Vladimir Klitschko, the, um, pro boxer. mm -hmm. Um, and their daughter actually now lives with him in Ukraine. Um, and anyway, she, she came out this week with this huge interview in people magazine talking about her secret, um, addiction to opioids and alcohol during that whole, uh, like, Apparently, it started when she was like 15. She said a member of her team in the article, she said, started giving her quote, happy pills before she'd go do red carpets. And she said, I didn't even know what they were. Well, it was some kind of upper she was like, and that's when it started. And then she got into a really bad, she just goes full detail. Talks about using pills and alcohol, even when she was on Nashville, She said, those years I was on Nashville were some of the most traumatic. I was fine at work, but as soon as I wasn't at work, I was just off the rails. Um, And then she says at the same time, she, when she had her baby, she said, I did not drink when I was pregnant or do anything like that. As soon as she got done, she got had postpartum depression and then got back into the addiction. And she said, that's when she had, she decided I have to let her go live with her dad. I'm not well enough. Mm. Um, and said just in the last year, in the last year, she went to a long-term rehab and trauma treatment center and said, I mean, that's how recent it is. Just broke my heart to read. I was like, in a way it kind of made sense. Cause then you're right. Her boyfriend after Vladimir was arrested for domestic violence involving Mm -hmm. Hayden. It was just a really dark, ugly thing that was like, what is going
2: on? Yeah. Well, I give her so much credit a for talking about it and be for seeking the help and treatment that she needs because Mm -hmm. we know and hear how absolutely gripping addiction can be, especially opioids. And Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. is certainly not alone in that struggle. And hearing you talk about it, I mean, not to bring it back to a place of Elvis, but like that was his demise as people started giving him pills to stay up and you know, and then pills to be able to sleep. And Mm -hmm. we know the same thing happened with Judy Garland back in the day, so many stars, especially people who start out so young in the entertainment industry. So it's really sad to hear that it has ever happened. It's really upsetting to hear that it's still happening in a day and age where you think we're so much more sophisticated and aware Mm -hmm. of how harmful that type of, um, self-medicating and, yeah. And be And so, and hopefully I'm sure this is bound to help people. Her I talking think so about too. it. Because mm-hmm.
4: in a way, I mean, it's super shocking because you're just like, oh my gosh, she was this big star. And she admits, she's like, yeah, I had this perfect life and everything seemed good, but I was struggling and it just got worse and worse and worse. And, you know, here I am. And she said it was so bad at one point, she would wake up in the morning and have the shakes so bad from like alcohol withdrawal. Mm-hmm. She would have to start sipping alcohol first thing in the morning. God. And I'm just like. Oh, it just makes you want to hug her and just think, thank God she got out of that because so many young stars, like, you know, the Amy Winehouses of the world or Mm -hmm. any, all these other young stars that tragically die before they get help, you know, you know, you know, Heath Ledger, you know, and stuff. It's just like, so thank God she was able to get help and that she's okay now. And hopefully she can stay on, you know, on, on a positive path and not, you know, fall back into it, but yeah, yeah, it was just like, but it made me think a lot about her when she was like a young, like you said, she was lightning in a bottle back then. Yeah, she, it was just like, who is this spunky little cool girl that's like saying these amazing lines?
2: And remember the Titans? It was just like, what? She was like, I mean, there were obviously lots of stars in that movie, but she was a real standout, and she had that beautiful curly hair, her curly hair, yes. unbelievable. I loved it. I was like, who? I want to be this girl. I mean, I think I yeah. was like several years older than her, but she still just seemed so. Yeah. Just spunky and neat. And, yeah. Hayden um,
4: Panettiere, I saw her when I worked, um, I worked at the ABC station in Knoxville, Tennessee for a while. And, and it was while they were filming Nashville in Nashville. Yeah. So because they were ABC and we were too, I got to travel to the set one day <gasps> the on set. So I saw Connie Britton. I saw Charles Esten, that whole, I was on set one day when they were filming a couple of scenes and I got to be on the set, like right off to the side, one with Hayden Panettiere. And I just remember standing there looking at her. She's one of the smallest humans I've ever seen. Okay. She looks like she would be really small. And some people don't. Yeah. But so she is just tiny. So short, so petite, everything about her was just so little. And I was like, look at this little powerhouse of a woman. And I remember they shot a scene. And what I remember most about her scene was it was like a big stage scene. And they made her come off and they were like, whoever your makeup, they like called her makeup artist over. There. They were like, you need to redo her makeup. We can't see her eyes. You did not put enough mascara on her. And I just remember I was standing at her side, like, this is so
3: loosey. So she
4: came and sat right next to me and pulls out her own mascara and starts putting a bunch of mascara on her lashes. And I just remember being like, wow look at her go look at her look at her her. go look at with that mascara but I sure but that was to me was the biggest thing I was like she's so small like and then it makes sense why those pictures when she and Vladimir Klitschko were together I freaking oh my gosh he was like (laughs) twice as tall as her I mean it looked like a circus act because she was so tiny and I can remember back then there were funny interviews that people did they're like so how do you guys yeah. You know, and no. she said at that time where there's a will, there's a way <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I was like,
4: that's true. But yeah, when they were first dating, it was like, how does this work? Does he just yeah, pick you yeah. up and put, put you in his pocket when you get tired of walking? Like what's going on?
2: Seriously. He could just carry her around like a little purse,
4: <laughs> honestly. Anyway, so prayers for Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Read the article. If you guys haven't, I think some of it is on people or you can, if you pick up a people, you can read the whole article, but yeah. I mean, wow. Like you said, I think this will help people props to her for opening up about something that was so private and so hard.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of people magazine, I've got a people magazine article right in front of me yes. about the one and only Lindsay Lohan, who is a married woman, Lindsay. I'm telling you,
4: this is the year Paris, Brittany, Lindsay. It's so getting-
3: true.
4: This is the year for them. It's really, it was really interesting. Yes. Like, all three of them have gotten married this year. Yeah. Wow. Sure. That's wow. wild. Wow. Some kind okay. of
2: conspiracy. I'm putting my tinfoil hat on.
3: <laughs> Me too.
2: Interesting. Uh-huh. So yeah, she is married to financier Badr Shamas. Um, I think they've been together for a little while now, but she kind of subtly announced it on Instagram. I felt like I was reading the caption. I mm-hmm. saw the post like yesterday, the day before, and I thought it was just like about, cause I think it was on her birthday that she posted it. And then she called him, she said, can't believe he's my husband. And I was like, wait, Lindsay. you guys are married. I knew you were engaged. Um, and then she, yeah, she, she said, I am stunned that this is my husband, my life and my everything. Every woman should feel like this every day. And you know what? We all know Lindsay's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. a roller coaster over the past 20 years or so and so you know what I am just as happy as I can be for her that she seems to I know. be having a pretty low-key time things seem to be the least Chaos. weird that they've been yeah. in a long time and she's yeah. got a podcast and a, like a Netflix show and now she's married so hopefully she's really coming into her own and hitting her stride and able to maybe enjoy life a little bit without yeah, all the chaos surrounding it.
4: Yes. Although I've got to give a shout out to the video that I just saw again for the first time in several months, the viral dancing video of Lindsay.
2: Oh, it's wonderful. (laughs) It's absolutely wonderful.
4: (laughs) It came up on my TikTok the other day and it was just someone who had reposted it. No explanation, nothing. It was just like, I think their caption was something like, I think we still need to see this again. And it's that y'all, if you haven't seen it, she's like dancing on like the patio, of like of maybe yacht, yacht club, club. for yacht club or something, and it's, you know, everybody dance whatever is in your heart. But her dance there, it is she does a head flip thing, it's gorgeous, it's it's iconic, you know.
2: And Lindsay probably danced that way at her wedding, and good for her.
3: Ugh.
2: Well, I thought when you said viral video, I, I somehow forgot about that amazing video. But then there mm. was also that really weird video where she was like trying to. "Quote unquote," like save these children, and she got like slapped by this woman in the streets of Dub. I don't know if she was in Dubai or somewhere like in the Middle East where she had been living. Yeah, it was crazy. Everyone was like, "Lindsay, what? What are you doing? Stop Um, it!" She, you can't say she hasn't lived. You know, she has
4: been through a lot.
2: She's had a lot of experiences. Yes, some of these girls, I'm like.
4: In a way, like Rihanna's that's now worth a billion. It's like, and how is she like right in our age bracket? And then other ones that are also like in our age bracket, like Lindsay, that's like, she has also experienced a whole lot in the same amount of time that yes, I've been yes. alive. Like yeah. it's,
2: like Lindsay is my same age. Rihanna is your same age. And yes. again, our it's lives like, are just not exactly the same. <laughs> yeah.
4: We don't have many similar experiences, I will no. say. No but um
2: here's to her and her yes cheers name. to Lindsay. yeah
4: um okay oh, awesome. well, all right let's talk about some other old stars
2: i this is a development that kind of came to me in waves and culminated today where i was just like you know what these men god bless them it started the other day uh, or last weekend so on the fourth of july weekend uh, yes. I had plans, but then the people I had plans with one of them got sick. And so our plans were canceled. And so I was like, well, what do I do That's now? Selfish. Yeah. Hello. It's <laughs> holiday weekend. Um, I ended up binging the entire Peacock series, Dr. Death, which I had listened to the podcast. Okay. Um, i listened to the podcast. I've not watched the series. Yes. And so, and I had wanted to watch the series. I have gotten to know the case in a different type of way, uh, since living in Dallas, cause that's where the whole case took place. It's the, it's the case of Dr. Christopher Dunn. She was like a neurosurgeon who maimed and, um, two of his patients died. And I think they don't say this in the series but I think I remember on the podcast them saying he's the first doctor to ever be prosecuted for crimes committed inside the operating room. I feel like I remember that wow. being like the tagline, like that's why the case was such a big deal. But yeah. either way, that's what happened. So anyway, yeah. Peacock did a series on it starring Jonathan Joshua Jackson, you know, pacey oh, from Dawson's oh, yes. Creek. Okay. Dr. Dunch. Mm-hmm. Actually the cast is pretty amazing. I didn't realize is Connell kind of in that? No, she was in um, Dirty John. Dirty John. Okay, yeah. that's the one. And that's her and Eric Bana, isn't
4: it? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, sorry. That's what I was envisioning. Sorry, but yes, I have listened to Dr. Death as well. Dirty
2: John mm-hmm. and Dr. Death I feel like we're both big at the same time. And yes. Okay, anyway, go ahead. And so Joshua Jackson plays Christopher Dunch, And granted, he doesn't look the best by the end, but as I was watching it, I was like, Joshua Jackson, he he still does it a little for Mm -hmm. me. I still Mm -hmm. think he's very cute and handsome. Mm -hmm. And there's just like that comfort level to him where I'm like, I've seen this face such for such a long time. Yes. And and then, uh, I was listening to another podcast who mentioned one of my absolute all-time favorite heartthrobs, Scott Speedman from publicity. I mean, truly one of the hottest human beings of all time. Remember The Strangers? Oh my God, do I? First of all, I was scared. Yeah. I was like, don't.
4: I was now that so movie was scared and so aroused. <laughs> the perfect combination. The perfect combination. The best. The, best. the best. No, that, yes. No, that for me. Yes, Felicity, of course. But when I think of Scott Speedman, I'm like, baby, hold me. There's someone outside the glass
2: door. He's so hot and he is still oh. so Hot. When I lived in LA, I saw him a couple times in person. Oh dear! I, I famously between me and my friend James um, said that Scott Speedman knew me because we kept going to the coffee shop at the same time, and he nodded at me one time, and I was like, "We know each other, okay?" I'm friends with him. We're a hop, skip, and a jump from matrimony. What can God, I say? I wish, but he's in a new movie, and I looked him up today to see what Scott looked like. Um, My God.
1: Oh, he looked
2: so good. And so that's another like 90s, like mainstay for me. And then when I was dabbling around on people.com earlier, you just saw Mm -hmm. a picture of Scott Speedman. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't. Oh, oh. It's unreal. It's unreal.
4: And here's the thing here's what gets me. I'm like, there are a lot of beautiful women out there. Yeah. But 99% of women, we wear a lot of makeup or especially right. stars. When you see them on the red carpet, these men never wear any makeup. And I'm is like, they're this hot with no makeup on like, what, like, how? you know, there'll be female stars that they will be like, do a special, like no makeup photo shoot. Mm, they still like makeup still on still so cool. Yeah, Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, that is true. And you know what? I'm not saying when the men go on red carpets, their team doesn't put a little no shine powder or something, but I'm like, how are they this beautiful? And they don't have any products to make them
2: look better. No, they're rugged and they're just delicious. And then today I um, <laughs> I came across an article about Hanson, the boy band from the 90s.
4: I saw that today. Okay, uh, all I didn't click three on three it. Them. I'm like, hi. I was in love with Zach. He was my boy back then. Did you have a favorite? Were you Team Taylor? No, Zach was the youngest,
2: right? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was way into Zach was my favorite. Taylor I was, was little, like, Isaac was the oldest, right? Mm-hmm. Bam, mm-hmm. bam, bam. Yes. Bam,
4: bam, bam. Hanson, the orange, the orange CD. Oh. oh, I love it. I still have it. It's, it's at my parents' house somewhere. Mm-hmm. That was um, one of the first CDs I ever got. And I got it for Christmas from my parents. And I truly was just like, well,
2: in an umbop, it's gone. I
4: need no other music ever <laughs> yeah. again.
2: I remember choreographing. I was over at my friend Blair's house as children, her house had a pool with a slide hey. and we choreographed a slide dance to Mbop. And it was oh, really, very important. Very important. Yes. That was also the house where I heard "Wanna Be" by Spice Girls for the first time. So a lot of really important musical exposure happened at that oh, home. A lot happened over there. Yeah. Well, but anyway, this was just a realization on my part that there's still a lot of formerly hot nineties heartthrobs that are still a very hot in 2022, if not hotter today than they were before.
4: Yes. Oh so my gosh. I, I agree. 100%. There's really not a whole lot to say. It just needed to be called. Well, I was just trying to, I was going to look some up. Cause I was like, I know that there's some, Oh uh, yeah, there's way more, but those were
2: the three. They just like all hit me in the face recently.
4: Do you know a TikTok I saw the other day? And I was like, I love that's one of my favorite things about TikTok. You can say it makes us watch it too much. There's silly things on there. What are we even doing on here? Blah, blah, blah. I love the obscurity of different things. People will call out a random experience that we've all had, but none of us knew we had all had it. Or a little thing, a moment in time, like right now, they'll be like, kids, if you were born in the 90s, you'll appreciate this. Or if you were born in the 80s, you'll appreciate this. It's those random call outs that are one of my favorite things on TikTok. And someone said, if you were born in the 80s, you'll appreciate this. And it was like, I'd never known love until I saw this face. And it was the scene in Casper where the boy no, comes
2: out. Don't, don't, boy. Not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't do this. No, this is a really scarring thing in my life. Oh no, what happened? Okay, that was Devin Sawa. Yes. That was the, yes, and, thank uh, you. I couldn't think of it. oh, Devin Sawa. Who oh, I thought was so hot. He as, was
4: he was hotter than Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I'll write it. I'll say it here. I don't care who hears it.
2: Agreed, and that's going to make you feel really funny when I tell you the next part. <laughs> so at this age, I had a haircut like a boy, and I saw that movie with my brothers. And at the end, they were like, "Claire, that looks like you." You go,
3: <laughs>
2: no, man, and that's on brothers. Thanks a I lot. Never, I will never forget it. And I was like, "Do I look like Devin Sawa?" <laughs> So if I was there, I would have been like, yeah, lucky. Cause I kind of I kind of had like the butt cut haircut from the 90s. That's kind of what oh, I yeah. looked like. And I we were both blonde and
4: hey, you could have done a lot worse. Devin Solo was a full mood. He played a ghost. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You have to be hot to do that. He- That's, oh. called range, okay? That's called range. Okay. You know what? Let's everybody, if you're listening to this and you um, have your, first of all, your parents' permission to go online, but then also um, <laughs> if you can do it safely, let's all look up a current day photo of Devin Saw. I don't know if he, oh. I don't think it's good.
2: You know, oh no, I think
4: he's had some hard no. times. Yeah, I think he's had some hard times. I'm looking at a photo that looks like it's from that period, though. He's in a white t shirt, a plaid button down tied around his waist. Are you sure you're not looking at a picture of me? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is um the Crouch family album. Never mind. <laughs> no, I'm here, Claire.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean like, dude, dude, I can see it, is the thing. Like
4: <laughs> I just pulled up a screen grab of the moment where you first see him when um uh what's the girl that played the main christina girl Ricci. that's what christina Ricci and him dance on the dance floor
2: oh oh but it was it was life-changing when you saw how hot casper was as a human boy you're like it was what just like,
4: casper's it was hot we were like it's unbelievable and all of us kids were just like i've never seen anything so beautiful <laughs> really it and was then, then it was what was the movie that it was like devon sawa well, no, it was on Home Improvement. Devin Saul was on there, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And then there was the other brother that wasn't so cute. He wasn't one of the brothers. Not Home Improvement? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Was that you? <laughs> it was also me. There's <laughs> another no. guy that looked like them, but now that you're saying that it wasn't Devin Saul. Yeah,
2: he, I can, they do look similar. At, he, the three of us could be triplets. Oh my gosh, the three of you. <laughs> Um. Oh it says that
4: Devin, Devin Edwards-Sawa is a Canadian actor. Okay. All right. He began acting when he was a teen and appeared in several films in the 90s, including, oh, Little Giants.
2: Oh, that was Little Giants. He, he was in Huck and Tom and Huck, wasn't he? With Andrew Keegan. Oh, wait, wait I got to look up Andrew Keegan. Guys, what's going on? Where did you all go? He was so tan. I think he dated... Um, Leanne Rhymes. Oh. I'm I'm having a recovered memory. I believe I saw him in person in Arlington, Texas, because she oh Andrew Keegan is hot. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> at him right now and I'm like, uh Andrew. Oh,
4: here's a picture of him. Did he date Leanne Rhymes? I think he did. That's what I was just Guys, saying. Andrew Keegan is a name I never could have pulled out of my butt, but seeing him here, oh, I was in love with him. Oh, he was in 10 Things I Hate About You, Moesha, Party of Five, Seventh Heaven oh
3: tan, wow doesn't oh, it says
4: he does have a partner but it, they're so they're not married maybe they're just in a long committed relationship which you know that's good too i guess look at this photo do you see hi hey oh whoa okay <laughs> it just um it just focused and he's shirtless a, sh- um, a shirtless child i believe really shirtless thought. child back then guys who are your favorite 90s actors that were in movies or shows that when we we're too young to be thinking about being married. We, um, we all fantasize ourselves to, to them, to being married to them. Devin saw was a moment in time. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I was fully in love with for a time. Zach from Hanson though, was it for me? He was like my biggest, like, I was
2: like, I have to be with him. Yeah. I went through a lot of different f- I was, I've always been boy crazy. Um, but I was very like, I had like a lot of celebrity crushes. Oh um, yeah. you couldn't be loyal to just one. No, no, there's too much, too, too many men. (laughs) Um, men. I, but I, I think my, uh, in stereotypical, like our age range fashion, I think my first really hard love was Leo. Like, I think that was like, I legitimately, I think I've said this before. I remember when he was on the cover of vanity fair magazine and I spoke to it and told him we would be together one day. And mm-hmm. then I I was really in love with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, like really in love with them. When
4: Pearl Harbor came out. Oh my gosh. Yes. And
2: Josh Hartnett.
4: Yes. I was like, who could blame this woman? Okay. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> he thought, we thought he was
3: dead. We thought we he, thought was, he dead. was
4: dead. Okay. That Ben Affleck, I would just lay in the bed and dream about oh. him kissing me. And I'd be like, what will it ever be like? Right now, I'm going to say the two ultimates that I can't believe we haven't thought about. Oh, but for God. me, and this is a callback to Rachel Lee Cook. Okay, <gasps> I take you to she's all that Freddie Prinze Prince Jr. Oh. and Paul Walker. Oh, God rest
2: his beautiful soul. God rest him. Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, I remember like thinking and wondering like how how does he do it? <laughs> how does he do it? He's all that. Like <laughs> he's all that. <laughs> like how it's how will I ever meet someone in real life as spectacular as what I'm seeing on this screen? There was it was like who uh,
4: what he was not real and then she takes her glasses off and he
2: finally sees her for who she is. Oh, they're in love. And how I wish that happened for me <laughs> when I finally got contacts. <laughs> Or when I finally grew my butt cut out. <laughs> when I finally grew my, it was about right after I grew my butt cut out. I started dressing in men's clothing. Cause I thought if I dressed and wore the clothing that the boys wore that I liked, they yeah. would like me because
1: they I thought, see
2: themselves and, Oh in my it. God, you wait, no, like, we just cracked into something. Haley, we, what? Just, we just, I'm having a breakthrough. Okay. I was trying Oh my God. So my brothers, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm I, like trying to, or I'm trying to, I'm, I'm working through this in real time. Yes. Here so we go. I was in love with Devin Sawa. I saw him in Casper. I'm having this moment in the darkness of this theater, seeing this human being who I'm like, I'm in love. And the lights come up. My brothers say to me about this human being that I just fell madly in love with. That looks like you. So then therefore- my perception of love is you love people who look exactly like you. And so in middle school, I started trying to dress like the boys that I was interested in because I thought they'd love me because I looked like them. Because they'd see you and be like, is that me? No, that's Claire. I love her. You love those gigantic men's Adidas shoes on her. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, oh, I love her tearaway track pants. (laughs) Oh my gosh, does she have on those Adidas shoes that are like those slides that are like standing on top of 300 (laughs) Q-tips? Yes.
2: Oh wow! Wow. While I'm not being totally serious, there could be something. There could be (laughs) a connection. You're
4: like, I blame my brothers for my romantic troubles in middle school
2: (laughs) and beyond.
4: Mm. Um.
2: Wow. Wow. Okay.
4: That was anybody else referring. (laughs) <laughs> that was good i'm glad you brought this up because andrew keegan good lord forgot about him oh, what know. a hottie mccotterson
2: there's there was a there was a wealth of there's of- so many
4: we're forgetting but those were some of the biggies like they, they are, are-
2: there was, you know, there was one other guy, his mm-hmm. name, I don't know. And then maybe we'll have to move on from here. Cause we could probably just sit here and continue this conversation. So, Hey, do you want to listen to our podcast
4: where Claire and I Google hot guys from the nineties <laughs> and then talk about it <laughs> and how Claire would look dressed in their wardrobe? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: Oh, so okay. Weird. His name, Eric Von Detten.
4: Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, I know that name, but I can't envision Eric Vaughn. He was in like Disney Channel movies. <gasps> oh, he was in Brink on Brink. Disney. I remember Brink. Was that this it was, it was, it was that skateboarding movie. Oh, and he was in, um, what was the movie? There was a Mandy Moore movie or was that just the Princess Diaries? He was like the love interest in the first Princess Diaries was too. He? Yes. It says he was in, he was in <gasps> Escape to Witch Mountain, Toy Story, Brink, Migo, The Princess Diaries. Oh,
2: oh! Yeah. Wow. He was he was a special one for me.
4: He was very big on the Disney Channel. It was very hot back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. yes. Oh my gosh. Big heart, <laughs> Rob. And now when you oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Eric. I see you. You're only thirty nine years old. It's not too late. Claire, you're <laughs> gonna have to cut your hair off. It's gonna be
2: about ear length. Okay. okay. Long layers in the front. I think I'll probably have, have to get a tan. All right, but I could look like him. Yeah, I could do it. it. Give me a chance. Uh, <sighs> yeah. So anyway, that that's uh that was, oh, and then on the topic, this is this is the last time. <laughs> okay, go ahead, no guys. <laughs> yes,
4: this is untapped podcasting territory. Like we're just this, the good moments are just building on themselves, and you oh can't. God. That's lightning in a bottle. Sorry to take it from you, Hayden. <laughs> well, bringing
2: it back to. A place of Remember the Titans, Kip Pardue. Does that name mean anything to you? Kip does not, but it
4: will in just a few moments. I
2: believe his character in Remember the Titans was Sunshine. He was the c- guy from California. Oh,
4: yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I know.
4: <laughs> Kip, you <laughs> sexy. I didn't even look at him. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: I'm sweating.
4: Oh. oh, Kip, I'm sweating too. Wait, he's on Runaways on Hulu?
2: Uh oh, guess I gotta watch that tonight.
4: Oh, uh oh, Kit Pardue fined six thousand by SAG for alleged sexual misconduct. Oh, well,
2: um, oh. all right, right. You know what? We're here to comment I didn't on know this. that I had didn't know roll. that.
4: We're not here to comment on those issues. That's none of our. We're just talking purely looks, and then we'll just move on. Okay, I'm gonna say <laughs> something. Damn it! Well, of course, we just got too high on the horse and. We... <sighs> Okay, I'm gonna tell you one, and this popped up when I Googled 90s heartthrobs, and I blame Google for popping this up, but I do remember this child and thinking he was so precious. Um, Cameron Finley, I just want you to see his face and then tell me what you know him from.
2: (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Do I, I don't know him from anything. He played Beaver in the
4: 1997 film remake of Leave it to Beaver. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> oh wait, I totally re- Yes, he was the cute little kid in the remake. He had the guy that played Shooter McGavin. From, yes, as his dad. From, as the dad. Oh my,
2: oh, he's kind of cute, no.
4: Yeah, I don't know. It says he's now a molecular biologist, former child actor. Wow. Are
2: joking? Mm-mm. oh my gosh yes he the beef? Beef? He's, from, he's from garland texas Ooh. isn't that near okay. dallas um that is a very near that is in the dfw metroplex okay cameron where is he now oh it says he lives in brooklyn of course well, well it's time not. to come home baby it's time to come home and be with me beaver i'm i'm ugh,
3: Wow. Mm.
4: Okay. okay. Let us know. Send us a message on Instagram. Anyone we're leaving out at the, that you want to hear us Google and ooh and ah over next week. We'll do that. We'll do that for you. Anyone you send in, we will agree. We will not Google it until we have started the podcast. Jacqueline is um, sitting in the dark somewhere still because her <laughs> she has not rejoined us and she knows we're still recording and has promised to come back as when her power comes back on.
2: But she's So I here. am
4: to surmise she's just sitting in the dark somewhere and just praying. <laughs> Hopefully it's
2: silently praying. Yes. Um, I'm gonna pass the torch to you, Haley, and okay. um we can move on to your topic.
4: Um, my topic is um hot girls from 90s films that have gone way down. Um <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Ooh, she looks disgusting now.
3: Oh god, the only gravity. people I recognized Ooh. were
4: her and Rachel Lee Cook. <laughs> um let's see. Okay, so I wanted to talk about, I was thinking about something this week and I'm trying to I think we live in an age now, especially, and I blame social media, where every day we see another new product or another new clothing item that is supposed to change our lives or a pair of shoes or something. And I feel like I fall prey to that all the time. And recently I've started trying to be like, my justification is always like, well, it's only $20 or it's only $30. I might as well get it. And then I'll be set for summer. And then the next week there's another product that everyone's like, it's the it shoe that everyone's wearing. And I'm like, well, it's only $30. Next thing I know, I've got all these only $30 things that I'm like, I don't have time in summer to wear these. Right. But so I started thinking about before, I think the age of social media, especially purchase social media, like ads and things where businesses got in on our Facebook train from the good old days when it used to be just .edu email addresses.
3: <laughs> um,
4: oh, yes. I started thinking about the way I used to like dress or wear things or buy things. And I'm just like. I started thinking about, and maybe trying to do it again, where I just start buying and wearing things that I feel my best in mm-hmm. and stop trying to be influenced by so much. And it just got me thinking about, cause the other day I was looking at my closet and was like, I really need to clean it out. And it just got me thinking about what outfits, if I had no influence from other people, or I didn't feel the pressure because I'm on TV to constantly be wearing something new. What mm-hmm. is it that I just feel my best in and dressing? like, Cause you'll hear about these people like Steve jobs or, or certain people that have a certain uniform they wear every day that they just feel their best in. And so I just kind of want to talk about what's an outfit you feel your best in that if you had no influence from anyone and not like your sweatpants at home, which if it is your sweatpants, great, but we all feel comfortable in our pajamas or sweats. Like if you're just out for a normal day, what's an outfit you put on that just is a no brainer outfit for you that when you put it on, you know, no matter what variation of it, be it, it could be 10 colors of the same shirt. You know, you're going to feel good in that shirt. You know, you're going to feel good in those jeans. And I just kind of was wanting to know everybody's like comfort outfit that it's like, if you all of a sudden find out you have to go to dinner with friends or an event that you didn't know about, you're like, I'm going in my closet. I'm grabbing this. I know I'll feel good in this, what that outfit is. And I figured out I have two
3: Okay.
4: Two, one for me is I feel, I, and I used to, one of my girlfriends in college and I used to always talk about it how we were dress girls. For me, a dress, a one piece outfit, Mm -hmm. not necessarily a dressy dress, just a sundress or something like that was the, uh, was something I felt my best in, even with just sandals or flip flops. And I thought about it. I'm like, I still feel that way. Mm -hmm. Like I just love throwing on a dress and it's a one piece outfit. I don't have to think about it. I know it's good. And then my other is, Ankle skinny jeans, okay, and like a white tank top. Yeah, I love like a. But recently, I'm at, I invested. They were like twelve dollars. I saved up and invested in a bunch mm-hmm. of new tank tops from Target, which I did see on an ad. But I bought like six colors of them, and they're these ribbed tank tops that are like racer back, and also like plain tank tops. Love them. They're the stretchiest, most comfortable things in the whole world. So those are my two comfort outfits. It's like, I can throw on a semi put together dress and I feel put together or skinny ankle length jeans and a tank top that doesn't grab in the wrong places or something. Those are my comfort outfits that I'm like, I know I'll feel good in these. Yeah. I'm good to go. And in the winter, not a tank top, but I'd probably wear like a turtleneck
2: or something I think, <laughs> but turtlenecks I love I think I love a turtleneck. I do I, like I yes, love a turtleneck. I always feel like I look good, I feel good in a turtleneck, but yeah, obviously you can't wear those all the time. You, you could do, which is a controversial piece, but I think
4: Jennifer Aniston's character on Friends for doing it is the sleeveless turtleneck. I have one and
2: I like it. I've worn it a couple times to yes. work. Mm-hmm. And I'll, yes. I'll throw a I blazer cool. on sometimes if I like need to look like I'm not wearing a sleeveless turtleneck, but um yeah, I like
4: those. I like those. Yes. So what's an outfit that like if you just think right now, like I have I have to leave in five minutes, what am I gonna throw on right now in the summertime? So that I know funny, I'll feel
2: good. It's funny that we're talking about this because I I've worn two things recently where I actually thought I I feel really good when I wear this. One is kind of like what you said, pajamas, but not really. When I wear, I have invested again, invested Invested. Um, in a number of biker shorts, like spandex biker shorts. I feel really confident in those. I don't know. why. I don't know why, like, I love, I like, I, I, I I really can't describe it, but every time I wear them, I'm like, I feel really good when I wear these, which is interesting Mm -hmm. because I'm not typically a shorts wearer. I Mm -hmm. shorts have always made me uncomfortable and like they're tight, you know? And I don't I don't know if it's like a comfort thing. Like I played volleyball in high school. So maybe I I really don't know. I was trying to think about it. Maybe because
4: you were probably very confident when you were playing volleyball and felt you were focused on what you were doing and not focused on. Yeah. Probably just felt really confident and badass in them. Maybe I wonder if there's a connection between that.
2: Yeah. I don't know, but I literally had this thought like two or three days ago and then, yeah, I'm a big dress girl. And so the particular dress that I'm thinking of and like this style of dress, it's like, It's kind of like, it comes down a little bit low in the chest, but not super low, Mm -hmm. but it's like to where like my shoulders are being shown off my chest, like my, not my boobs, but my chest Mm -hmm. is being shown (laughs) off. And then like, it's a loose dress otherwise. Yes. I love like that. I love it. Cause like, you can see like parts of me that like, I think are like pretty and like flattering and then like I'm comfortable. But you don't feel on
4: display. You don't yeah. feel on display like everyone's looking at my chest or
2: something. Yes. And like I could go out in a dress like that every day of the week and feel confident and cute mm-hmm. and kind of inappropriate. No yeah. And no mm-hmm. matter like how in shape I feel like I am or this or that, it always is just like a comfy, cute go to look that I feel like I yes. can be my best in. Do you have, I'm envisioning
4: a dress that you have. And I think I have pinpoint is your, is it like spaghetti strap?
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes.
4: Okay. Do you, do you have a, don't you have a polka dot one that's cut like that? Mm-hmm. I do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. As yeah. you're describing it, I'm like, I can envision you in this. And I was like, for some reason I'm seeing polka dots. Oh, well, I think you posted, you were, you wore that to dinner recently and posted it on your story or something. Yeah. 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 I've seen yeah. you wear it in person before and it, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. That is such a great everyday, any event type dress. Yes.
2: I, oh yeah. And those, but, I feel like that style there's casual versions and dressy versions. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about this, I, I can't remember where I heard it. It, I think it was like, it's was during the pandemic. Uh, and cause I kind of got into reading different bloggers blogs during the pandemic. Cause mm-hmm. what else were we doing? Yeah. Um, and it was talking about like, dressing how we dress like uh how we decide what clothes we like to wear and kind of like what you're saying how we base it off of like so much we're we're influenced by so much in terms of like you know pop culture what celebrities are wearing what you should be wearing and Mm -hmm. what's quote unquote flattering to your body type yeah and it was really i would never stopped and thought and I've definitely seen people and been like oh that's not very flattering on her like you know Mm -hmm. or I see something on me and I think oh this isn't very flattering on me but I never stopped and thought like maybe what makes someone feel good isn't flattering on Uh them and who cares like what what is flattering I don't know. It was just an interesting, who is it flattering? Is it flattering
4: the people that have to look at this person or does it make you feel good? Yeah. It's like, you're right. What does flattering even mean?
2: Yeah. And it was just talking about wearing things that you feel good in Wear what you want to wear. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of hard. Like that's a, not to make it seem like, wow, what an act of bravery, but it's kind of radical to be like, I'm going to wear what I want to wear because it makes me feel good. And I'm not going to worry about anything else. Um, But it is something to try and consider something I, and something now that like, I'm not on TV, I am able to kind of do that a little bit more or wear more of the things that I actually do like, and not feel like I have to wear because I'm on TV. And that's a really real thing. And I, so Mm -hmm. I relate to that.
4: I've thought about that too, because I'm like, nine times out of 10, when I'm shopping, it's like, if I can't wear it on air, I tend to not buy items. Yes. Yeah. Cause I'm like, well, if I can't wear this on air too, then I'm only supposed to wear it on my days off, which is what Saturdays and Sundays. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, am I going to get used out of this? No. So it's like, if I can't, I, tend to, I went through a very long period where if I couldn't wear it to work, I wouldn't buy it. Same. And yeah, recently, I, yeah. 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 So recently I've started trying to buy, you know, I still buy things that I do know I can wear on air, but I'll try to buy stuff that I can wear both. Mm-hmm. Or if it's something that I'm like, no, I love this item. I don't care if I only wear it on weekends. I love a good tank top. Love, love one buying them all bottom in six colors. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of what I was thinking. And I was like, it's, I just, I'm going to try to be a, I need to do a full closet clean out and donate a bunch of clothes or throw away a bunch of clothes that I don't like anymore, but mainly donate. Nothing feels better to me than donating a huge, like bags full of clothing to either Goodwill or something like that, or like dress for success which is a charity, at least in this area. I think it has yeah. some chapters yeah. across the country, which it gives back to women who are getting back in the workforce that weren't in it for whatever reason. And they need professional clothing and they can't afford it for whatever reason. Um, and they always are looking for like very gently used professional attire, which if you work in news and like you, we've all said, there's pressure to oh. wear something new-ish all the time. You can only yeah. wear something for so yeah. long before you're like, viewers are going to remember this outfit. And I-
2: For some reason, it's like
4: frowned upon. I can't tell
2: you how nice it is to not worry about that anymore. Like the repeating outfits, because I'm like, I like wearing certain things, and mm -hmm. who cares? Like, yeah, who cares? I'm like,
4: yeah, and I'm just like, so anyway, yeah, and I'm just sometimes there's no better feeling than putting on an outfit that you're just like, ooh, I feel good. Like it's not holding me in in the places that I like to feel kind of tight in. It's loose on the places that feel comfy. You know, and it's just, it's such a good feeling. And so think about that. Find out what your formula is and outfit that, because it's kind of good to know what you feel your best in. So in the event you're pressed for time, yeah, you like, oh you my gosh, wear. you can throw on something that, you know, like, okay, any kind of variation of this, I know I'm going to put it on. I'm going to feel good. And like you said, wear it. Cause it makes you feel good. Don't worry about what someone else thinks or how it makes them feel. Yeah. You know, it's like, if it makes you feel good,
2: friggin' wear it. Exactly. This made me think of something I, um, I saw earlier today and just maybe would be interesting to people listening is I don't think it's, I don't know how super well known it is that like a lot of new stations, um, have consultants who come in and tell you different things about like, you should cut your hair or you should wear your makeup this way or wear these colors. And like I was told, never wear your hair in a ponytail because it will distract the viewers. Do not wear your hair in a ponytail. And I'm like, "Um, it's 2.45 in the morning. I might have a bad hair day. So can I please? Sorry. But anyway, I live in Dallas, of course, now. And Dallas is a top five news market. And WFAA is the ABC station here, which is like one of the most like well thought of, stations in the nation. And mm-hmm. I have their, uh, midday news on in my office today. And the midday anchor is a black girl to Shara Parker. She's so cool and cute. And she had like her, she had on like braids, big hoop earrings and a nose ring. And I was like, <gasps> oh. "Suck it, consultants suck it. Yes. This is Dallas. This is WFAA. And people are watching And consultants said, I couldn't put my hair in a ponytail and look at WFAA out here breaking the mold. I was just like, I love that. Yes. It's it's like, why do we
4: all have to pretend that we don't, that we all look a certain way to appear on TV? Why do we all have to look the same to appear on TV? Why can't you just dress the way you dress? And yes, there are rules for what needs to be appropriate on, according to FCC, you know, regulations sure but if when
2: it comes to just a style view
4: yeah absolutely
2: well it's like my um my first station in Oklahoma where we're reporting in a 100 degree heat in the summertime we're out in the field we weren't allowed to have sleeveless dresses or tops on
5: oh like I remember that, when there was
4: big drama about sleeveless in on news I remember that era what? where you didn't wear
2: sleeveless like the that what we're talking to are wearing sleeveless like mm-hmm. it's it's like my life is threatened having to cover up.
4: (laughs) Remember my life is, remember for me, I always envision Michelle Obama when people bring up the sleeveless debate. because when she first started wearing a lot of sleeveless, when Barack Obama, her husband was in the white house, it was all like, I can't believe the first lady is wearing sleeveless. And it's like, So, what? And I remember around that time, I was like a reporter at a station, and some of the female anchors, one of them was this amazing Black woman. She's still the anchor. um, It's W A T E in Knoxville, Tiersa Smith. She started one day, I can remember we were talking about it, and she was like, I think I'm going to wear a sleeveless dress tomorrow. And I was like, Really? And she was like, Y'all can do it. I can do it. And she did it. And all of us were like, Do it. And there was no blowback, and no one said anything. So then we all started wearing it because we were like, you're right. What is offensive about our shoulders? If the first lady of the United States can look so classy and authoritative and show her, oh my God, shoulders. Why are we all acting like you're in the heat of Oklahoma? And they're like, I don't care if you're sweating. I don't care if you're dying. I don't care care if your life
2: is on the line. I don't want to see your hideous shoulders. I did have some acne at that point on my shoulders, and so I was like, kind of thankful for the for the, um, the rule. You're the that one person that's like, oh no, you're like, we should um put a jacket on over even it's um offended, um. But you do you remember the time? And I won't name any names or anything, but when we got an email at the station because a viewer was offended by someone's ugly knees. Yes. Wait. Yes
4: wait, wait, wait. I got to think about this. Yes. It was some And they, yes. Okay. Yep. No, I'm back. I'm here. Mm -hmm.
2: Yep. Sorry. I just needed a couple seconds to think about it. So if you're listening person who wrote that email about ugly knees, what's wrong? Like, have you seen a pretty knee? That's what I want to know. Have you ever seen seen...
4: a knee and been like, oh honey, get in here and look at this. Is that not the most beautiful knee you've ever seen? (sighs) Psychotic.
2: Psychotic. So I guess some people out there are offended by those things, but I would say to you, get over it,
4: (laughs) get over it. Okay. You've got more important things
2: to worry about. Like what's for dinner tonight. Okay. I mean, yeah, I haven't stared at my knees in ages, but I definitely think about what I'm having for dinner every night.
4: Oh, hell yeah. I'm thinking about that. Tonight for dessert, we went to, we went to, um, it's a local Australian place. It's Outback
3: Oh um,
4: yeah, local um put Which another one? shrimp on the bar, eh? Oh god. <laughs> hey, hi to all our Australian listeners. Sorry, this will be your last time tuning in. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Hello. Hello. It's a great freaking film. What's the soup of the uh, soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. Mm, I'll have that. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm. um anyway, no, we went there tonight for some random reason. And but they did have a delicious um Dessert that we got, and I was like, "Why am I eating like this on a Wednesday night? Like it's my birthday." We got a dessert, and we split it, Matt and I, and it was thunder and lightning. Ooh, large brownie, and each one is stacked on top of the other. Large <laughs> brownie with nuts in it. On top of that is a blondie brownie, which <gasps> is the yellow one. On the top lightning. of that is yes. On top of that is a massive a um, mount 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 Um, of vanilla ice cream, Mm. chocolate sauce, whipped cream on top of that. And then the full bottom of the bowl was filled with fresh strawberries in a strawberry glaze.
2: Oh my gosh.
4: (laughs) I know. I was like, is this my last meal before I'm put to death for the heinous crimes I committed? Like, what is going on? We ate the whole thing as if it was, it was like a race. We both were like, and you know what? This is how you know you work in news. I was going full in depth telling Matt about Jerry Harris, the now um, uh, former star of the Netflix series Cheer that as of today, he got officially sentenced to 12 years in prison for um, child sex abuse crimes. Um, Anyway, so I'm detailing that as I'm shoveling thunder and lightning into my mouth (laughs) and I'm talking very authoritatively to Matt about, here's what happened and here's what he did. And my goodness, what a time it is.
2: That sounds fantastic.
4: It was so good, but it was so large. The server brought it to the table and I was like, what?
2: yay okay, guess
4: we're eating it's, this. It was, at, it was at least eight inches tall off the plate. Like it was truly an illusion. <laughs> it's so tall. Like I could barely see Matt over the plate. And I was like, Whatever. <laughs>
2: Well, I'll tell you what I did the other day. It was on July 4th. In fact, I went to, I had signed up for a free workout class, not realizing it was the 4th of July. Like when Mm -hmm. I did it, it just like didn't click. And so anyway, I went to a workout class uh, uh, on the morning of the 4th of July and then got out and I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I decided there was this little stationary store I wanted to run to in a one part of town. And I thought, Oh, I could do that today. It's Monday. It's open. Cause some days it's like closed on the weekend or sometimes I don't know. Oh yeah. And so I went over and I didn't expect, I did not remember it being next door to, nor did I expect it to be next door to a Jenny's ice cream, but it was, <gasps> Oh, Jenny's ice cream is so good. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, I guess I'm gonna have to get some ice cream. Like have I have to. no choice. Yeah. Yeah. And you so have no I choice. walked in there, no one else was in there. I mean, the workers were in there and you walked and- in you said, Jenny, yeah. Where is she? Where is she? Um, and I'd never been to a Jenny's ice cream. I've had like little pints, but I'd never mm-hmm. been to the ice cream shop. And the woman asked me, um, <laughs> like this is turning out to be more of a story than I remember. <laughs> um, she was like, have you ever been to a Jenny's ice cream before? And I couldn't really hear like the music was kind of loud. And I was like, no. And she's like, did you, is this your first time in Deep Ellum, which is the neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that's what she asked me, but I just said, yes. And so then I had to act like the rest of the time through the conversation that she's like, so when did you move here? Like, I basically was acting like I just got to town like that morning. And so I was new in town. So she. <laughs> but it's, it's me- too awkward to correct her. It's too yeah. awkward to. Yeah. I sampled every flavor. (laughs) Oh, 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 of course. She She goes, would you like to try any flavors? I said, can I sample all of them? And she goes, sure. (laughs) And so I went through
4: (laughs) you little what Claire's running an ice cream crime syndicate, basically.
2: Well, I said I was like, I will, I will. Buy some, like I'm going oh, yeah, that's to true. Them. You're not going to
4: be a true horrible person and taste them all and then be like, Sorry, none of them really do it for me. Thank you,
2: yeah, Ooh, bye. Like any of those, um, Ooh. but it was a real psycho move because by the time I had sampled all of them, I'd had like a lot of ice cream, a lot
4: of ice cream, yeah,
2: and then I just ended up getting two scoops, uh, <laughs> to go. <laughs> all I had
4: room for was two more scoops,
2: <laughs> so anyway. I- I also showed out the other day in my, uh, dessert and she's like, welcome to town. You'll have to come by again. I was like, yeah. And me yeah. like I grew up going to Deep Bellum. Like I've been to that neighborhood, like <laughs> infinite numbers of times in my life. Like not only like, yes, I moved here semi recently, but like, I am from here. So it was just I am kind also
4: of grew up here. <laughs> that is so hilarious. I How know. Is what is it about stranger interactions that sometimes it's like, it's too uncomfortable to correct, but it's meanwhile, like I've never seen this person before and I'm never going to see him again. I would correct anyone. I know to be like, I'm sorry. I just didn't hear you. No, I'm from here. Yeah. But sometimes it's, it's, it's too uncomfortable to correct, but it's also a little thrilling to be like, Ooh, I get to play a part real quick. Well, yeah. Then I was like, Ooh, I can be like new and naive. Like suddenly you just, next thing you know, you hear yourself talking in an accent and you're like, I don't know.
2: I don't know what I'm doing. I'm I'm just having mind mouth.
4: (laughs) I'm Devin.
2: (laughs) hi it's
4: me casper how are you (laughs) want to dance um
2: Um, yeah i had a whole moment oh that's
4: so good yeah that's okay guess where i had to do a shoot for the show this week and i told them all about our episode last week
2: crank and boom
4: crank and boom ice cream in lexington (gasps) Got to go to their headquarters where they make all the ice cream. Got to assist uh, in making their gooey butter cake ice cream, ooh. which I think I mentioned last week as one of their recent ones. And now they've added it as a full-time menu item.
2: Amazing. I've had that. Cheese I waited in line
4: the spe- during the special release of that one. That was before oh, I yeah. left town. Oh, cheesecake ice cream with chunks of butter cake. So delicious. Got to help make it taste it right out of the machine where it's like soft serve consistency. Oh, delicious. It was so good. And I told them and I said, um, I don't know if you guys saw yourselves tagged on Twitter because a couple of people tagged them. I was like, we talked when in depth about ice cream last week on our podcast. And I was like, your flavors got a lot of call outs. And they were like, really?
3: Thank you.
4: If you all don't know crank and boom, or if you didn't listen last week, we did our uh, top five ice cream flavors and crank and boom is local to Lexington, but they have really, they, oh, and they're on gold belly. They have yeah, shot up popularity. Yeah. So you can buy it or go to one of their shops in Lexington, Kentucky, but if you're not in Lexington or you have family members that live away and you want them to try it, or you're looking for a gift idea, they said for father's day, they processed over a hundred gold belly orders that day. Wow. So they ship across the country. God bless dry ice because we helped them pack one of their orders. So Bob in New York, um, Astoria, <laughs> hope you enjoy that ice cream we packed for you. That's um, so cool. anyway, Yes. And I told her, I said, oh my gosh, I'd never even heard of gold belly till last week when Claire was saying she wants some from a cream ice creamery in California. And they were like, she should do it. It works. It's good stuff. Apparently to even get on gold belly, they had, they were on a five-year wait list. What? They said, that's how strict the standards are to be on gold belly. They were like, because you're shipping very sensitive products and they don't want their name to be bad if you don't, because you, they send labels and stuff and packaging, but then you mail it yourselves but it would just make gold belly look bad if crank and boom mails your ice cream, but they don't freeze it appropriately. So it comes melted. Then gold belly yeah. gets the bad review. So they were like gold. Bell- if, if a ice cream shop is on gold belly, they have put in the work and proved that they're going to take care of the product. They're going to get it to you frozen. Um, so anyway, that place, what
2: was that? Sweet Rose creamery. Yeah. Sweet Rose. Yeah. I didn't see it. I did not see it on gold belly though. I looked it up after well, our show last week, but I'll keep my, I'll keep an eye out.
4: Well, order a little crank and boom. Or maybe I just look out for Crank and Boom next time oh, it's your birthday. Oh, so
2: good, so delicious! Yes, yeah, and we, we got saw a lot, a lot of you that
4: tweeted at us and gave us your opinions and said that you'd tried that Kroger Private Selection ice cream that we that we talked about. <laughs> I tweet people, and we applaud you for trying the ice creams. There are so many good ones.
2: Yes, and shout Clara, out to my uh, friend. Is sponsored by Clara. Is sponsored by Jenny's Ice Cream. Now, what can we say? I am. I am. And shout out to my friend Noelle in Austin who listened, and she is also an ice cream girl. And she has the salt and straw cookbook and an ice cream maker. And she said, just come down to Austin. We'll make it. We can make some ice cream. So
4: OMG. I'll You're like, high. perfect. And I'll pretend I've never been there before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll act like Texas. Wow. Like that. <laughs> What's Texas? This is nuts.
3: Ugh. Okay.
4: Uh, let's check in on Jacqueline one last time. Oh, She's still in the dark ages. Yeah. Um, she, back when we she, miss you, we're thinking
2: about you about an hour ago. She tweeted WTF is going on with the power in Lexington. So,
4: <sighs> okay. Well, at least she's got some power left on her phone, yes. uh, but there can only be so much time left yes. for that. So stop before tweeting, she goes fully Jacqueline. off the grid, stop it. Yeah. Oh yeah. She did tweet that poor little thing. Well, um, okay. I guess it's favorite things in self-care time. Um, yes, we won't blow. We have Jacqueline's choices here, but we won't blow those. She can tell you next week herself. That's
2: right. Um,
4: but okay. So I'll go. I have a new, my favorite thing this week is a new fragrance that I've been trying for summer that I did get from Sephora and it was only $20. Oh, wow. It is the Sol de Janeiro Brazilian crush hair and body, <sighs> body fragrance mist. It is the scent of the bum bum cream. Oh, so good. So good. So the iconic viral Sol de Janeiro bum bum cream that's supposed to help with cellulite. It also just smells really good. It's supposed to be really moisturizing. You've seen it. It's those big yellow tubs. I've got it in my bathroom right over here. Yes, it's so good. I remember one year I felt so wealthy because the birthday gift that year from Sephora was the bum bum cream. That's how I got it. I got the little tub of it. And I was like, I am smell great. And I'm rich now, I think, I don't know. Um, so they came out with a fragrance of that scent and it's like a body mist. It's not like a expensive glass perfume bottle. It's like a plastic bottle. Kind of feels like a Victoria's secret, you know, body splash, but it smells like that. And I didn't know the the note call outs are pistachio and salted caramel. Love both of those. Me too. And that is the scent of the bum bum cream. So anyway, Mm -hmm. if you're looking for a, I mean, I've used it for the past week when you spray it on. I mean it just smells so good and delicious. It's mm, such a good smell. It's such a good smell. But I had no idea those were the actual scents. The I got and it's a pretty big bottle, $20. Oh. Um yes, and so it'd be a great one. I used to keep body splashes like that in my car. So like if I had to go somewhere and just was needing a touch up and you know I, I would keep those in my car and just spritz myself. Back then in the day it was Bath and Body Works. Well, this one would be a great one to keep in your car. Um, so thank you. Sol de Janeiro, Brazilian crush hair and body Mm -hmm. fragrance mist. Um, my self-care is I have had a very busy time in my life in the last like month, month and a half, just a lot going on, especially lately work has been a lot and it's all positive stuff, but I've just been very busy and I have not done a good job at this. And so I'm saying this out loud so that I will do it. I'm so I've got to have some more alone time. I feel like lately I have not been prioritizing even an hour of just like alone decompression time a day, truly because I haven't had time for it and B I haven't made time for it. Um, but I am a person and I think we've touched on this a little bit. I, I because I have such a public facing life and job and blah, blah, blah. I have to have some down alone time where I'm not on or feeling like I have to perform in any way. Yeah. Um, And I haven't been doing that lately. And I have just felt way more anxious than normal because I feel like I haven't gotten a break from the second I wake up to the second I go to bed. I'm just go, go, go. I'm on TV. I'm trying to, I'm doing stuff on social media. I'm around, even when I'm around friends and family, not like I feel like I'm performing, but you know what I mean? You can only have so much social interaction before at least me, I'm depleted. So I'm saying this here because I've really noticed it in the last couple of days of like, I got to make time, even if it's just an hour or 30 minutes, most days of like, Ooh, okay. I'm fine. I don't have to perform. I can just chill here for an hour and read a book or just watch a trash show or just lay here in silence or take a little nap. I just need, it's so vital and you don't realize how vital it is when you're not doing it. So I'm that type of person. If you are too, um, I know Claire, you've talked about too, that you need alone time. You're in alone time. Like you need it too. And so some people don't need it as much as others. I need it. And I've been very bad about it lately. And I've just started to see, I just feel more anxious all the time because I've had no release, no chill time. And so I've just got to start doing that and get back to it. Cause when I'm doing that and prioritizing it, I feel a lot more centered. I feel more apt to, or more engaged in other areas of my life when I don't feel like I'm like, okay, here I go again when I feel like I've had that time to recharge. So anyway, that's what I'm going to try to do this week. That's my self-care goal as opposed to something I've accomplished. I have not done it yet, but I need to.
2: Yeah. Well, no, it's really good to try and prioritize. It can be hard though. I mean, you know, and of course like parents out there probably can't ever like have alone time or like lock themselves in the bathroom, you know? So we get like, it's not the easiest thing to Mm -hmm. make time for, but I think a lot of times too, it, all starts with like acknowledging it wanting to be intentional about it and just finding those few moments where you can just find some serenity now please god and yes Yes. just like recharge and yeah because like you said I am very much get it I I definitely need my alone time or just like time away from yeah having to just go on or something. I mean, yeah, Yeah, be on. It's just
4: like, we. I think we all have a tendency to want to put our best foot forward and be on and portray like a perfect, like, I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. But for me, it's not only like, sometimes you just need physical rest, but I think for me, the main, it's like, it's a mental rest. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the biggest thing. Like just laying there for like an hour. It's like, Oh, I don't have to Uh, think for a minute. It's just so nice. So yes, get that alone time is even if it's 20 minutes, if whatever it is, even if it's just go get in the shower for 20 minutes and just stand there. Sometimes that's awesome. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes if that's all you can get, it's worth it. Like, you know, you're, you're trying to do a deep condition. Just say that. If anyone questions, you'd be like, I'm conditioning. (laughs) My legs are really hairy, like really hairy. I'm really trying to get those knees for the last time. Oh God. Those ugly
2: knees. hideous. Hideous, hideous. Um, all right. My favorite thing is kind of a self-care, but it's truly just a favorite thing. I have a new face wash that I've been using for like two weeks now, and I'm obsessed with it. Oh, it is obsessed with it. I've never been obsessed with a face wash, but it's, it is from Sephora. I know we were saying we don't go to Sephora. Well, I don't buy makeup at Sephora, but I am buying skincare and it is the, the brand is youth to the people and it's the kale and green tea spinach, uh, superfood cleanser. And I love it. It's just, it's really soothing. I have really sensitive skin. And first of all, it like really soothes my skin. My skin is always like really red and pink. And my skin has been like super non red. And I just, I don't know. I love it. I've never, I can't really describe it. I don't really know the science if there is any behind like the benefits of putting kale and spinach on your face I mean it's this color so it's kind of like yeah I'm looking at
4: it right now it's like green it looks cool yeah
2: yeah so I don't know so is it like a gel yeah it's like
4: a gel Mm -hmm. okay and it foams up a little bit oh yeah this looks nice yeah you're right I don't know what the benefits of that is but hey there has to be some
2: reason it might, it might help with like the soothing of the skin. I don't know. It's great. Your skin feels really clean. It's not drying. It's soothing. I love it. And, um, it's not the cheapest. I just bought the little trial size bottle, which was $12. Yeah. That's Um, what I'm looking at. I'm like two at
4: two ounces will last quite a bit for face wash. And it's just $12. I'm like, that's good. I, I appreciate when a company that is more of a luxury company, Provides a mini size for you to try the first time,
2: yeah, and it does come in a glass bottle. Love that they. Um, I know they promote like if you decide to graduate into the full size product, you just refill the same bottle over and over again. They have a system. I don't know because because it's they're they're kind of environmentally conscious. Yeah, they're a green company. Yeah. Um. So that's my favorite thing. I really love it. I've never like loved. A face wash. And I love that one. So, Ooh, if okay. I, I agree. Market, face washes
4: are always kind of a thing that I'm like, they all do the same. I only can tell you ones I don't like.
2: Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, and I've been told about some face washes where people will be like, you will love it. And I was like, eh, no. And this, I actually really love. Um, I tried a face wash once
4: at a lot of people's, um, suggestion and it was supposed to smell like cucumbers. And it was that, oh gosh, sh- no, not just I can't remember. It was a Sephora brand, and it's uh-huh. quite famous. And it was said it was supposed to smell like cream, cream and cucumbers. It smelled like straight up Mount olive pickles. And I was like, <laughs> as a woman who loves pickles, I'm not trying to rub them on my face. I'm like, no. well, wow, cucumbers processed cousin pickles is what this smells like. Ew. And I was like, what? no, no. And it didn't even get my eye makeup off. And so I was like, I can't, no. I can't do no. it. No,
2: no. Oh, this does, this does the trick. And it's got a very, I, I it's got a very mild smell. Okay. I like a mild smell. It looks good. And my self-care is, um, something I've been doing for, I was doing it for a while when I was doing the no sugar situation. Yes. Um, and then I wasn't really, I stopped doing it. And then I was sick several weeks ago and I kind of just like stayed sick. I don't know. I was just, I was feeling puny. And so I decided to buy it again and start drinking it once a day. And it's called Ultima and it's basically it's basically like um uh liquid iv except oh, cool. it has no sugar it has no sugar no calories no carbs so that's the reason why i got into it when i was doing no sugar is because um it has no sugar but it has all the electrolytes and minerals that your oh, body cool. needs to replenish yeah and um also it's non gmo gluten free plant based keto and paleo so if you care about any of those things but, um, I've just been putting a scoop of it into my water each day to start the day. And this one is pink lemonade flavor and it's freaking delicious. Yum. And, okay. um, I don't know. I just, I really like it. And I, to me, it makes me feel good. I know that like I'm replenishing some electrolytes I've been working out or it's super freaking hot here. So I'm sweating all the time. Oh yeah, um, And then, uh, it doesn't have tons of sugar. Cause I like liquid IV, but it has gobs of sugar in it. I know, and I know. And I hate, I like try not to think about it because I'm just like, but no, it's so good. But I'm I like, know. well, and I never even I used so to care. Sure. I like, cause even I, I was always aware of it, but before I did my whole no sugar journey, I was like, who cares? But then since then I'm like, I I care. care. Well, it just made me so much more cognizant of like the excess sugar I was putting in my body. Like, I'm by no means trying to avoid it. Like, you heard me at Jenny's ice cream the other day. Like, you know, uh, (laughs) you have any sugar-free options?
4: No. Okay, I'll just try ten of the other flavors then.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But in stuff like this, where I'm not treating myself, you know, or doing like an intentional dessert, I don't need to be getting sugar in those ways. So that's a little self-care thing that I think is good for me. Um, and cool. So where did you buy it? I want to look it um, up. I I ordered it just off Amazon. It's nice. Ultima U L T I M a Ultima. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to name my
4: firstborn boy or girl. Oh, excellent. Ultima.
2: I don't know if they, um, I don't know if they sell it in stores anywhere. I've never looked for it. Um, but yeah. I like it. They've got, I've had the pomegranate oh, a lot flavor, flavor option. Yeah. I've had pomegranate, which was pretty good or was like pomegranate and like raspberry or something. And then, but I'm really enjoying this pink lemonade flavor and it, this container lasts a long time.
4: Yeah. That's a big container. That's what I'm looking at here. Yeah. What does it say it
2: is? It's It's a pretty it big says 90 days, but I think it lasted more than 90 days. I guess if you,
4: yeah, especially if you don't like too much flavor, you could make it a smaller you know, scoop or whatever it is.
2: Yeah. It has Ultimate. a bunch of vitamin C. Yeah. Anyway. So that's that, that's that. Nice. And that's All on right. that.
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
4: um, in memoriam, Jacqueline Nye I really miss her, really love her. Hope she's doing okay run. in the darkness. Yeah. Don't bust your toe on that, um, doorframe.
2: Yeah. Oh Lord. Hope you had some flashlights with batteries nearby and, mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't run down that phone battery. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's the thing. Hope the power gets back on at
4: her house soon. Um, we've done it everyone. Another sparkling episode of, um, the a block, the Elvis Aaron Presley podcast. Oh,
2: we love you. We love you. Have a wonderful week.
4: And I I've said it before and I'll say it again. A Butler. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) thanks (laughs) Thanks. God, so stupid. <laughs> thanks to our friends at ksr for hosting our podcast as always thanks to relics bridal and thank thank you to all of you for listening tag us on social media follow us the a block on instagram um twitter and send us an email the pod at gmail.com we want to hear from you we do talk to
2: you soon bye bye now
1: tennessee virginia and vermont call 1-800 next step or text next step to 53342 in arizona one 1-8- 888 or visit ccpg.org chat in connecticut 1-800-9 with it in indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp Dot com in Kansas, 1877 770 stop in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here, visit helpline ma.org, or call 800 327 5050 twenty four seven support in Massachusetts, or call one 8 hope